Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be Becoming Best Friends and Lovers. Well, I've got a really good success story for you today. I've got an email here from a guy who he's been following my work for about a year and a half, and he's one of those guys that actually follows instructions. And he, at this point, as of the time he sent his email, he's read the book 17 times. And he originally found my work like probably most people do after a breakup. And so he talks about the progression of how he went from where he was, licking his wounds from the bad breakup to starting to date the kind of women that he wants. And for the past couple of months, he's been dating a woman that just totally knocks his fucking socks off. So before I get to his email success story, I have a quote that I wrote in this topic. I'm going to go through his email and see how he applied the things he learned from me and got really kick-ass great results and how you can too if you learn the fundamentals by reading the book 10, 15, in this case 17 times. So the quote says, the most satisfying way to get over a breakup is to focus on becoming a better version of yourself and eventually date someone who is totally superior to your ex. When you become a better quality person and a person of higher value, you naturally will attract someone who matches and mirrors your improved self. What separates successful people from unsuccessful people is simply the acquisition and application of superior knowledge. Unsuccessful people don't persevere when life becomes hard or full of challenges. They typically look for an elusive or non-existent quick fix to get back into their comfort zone. Successful people know that failure is simply an opportunity to begin again more intelligently by learning from one's mistakes and stretching beyond one's comfort zone. So let's go through his email. He says, hey coach, I hope you're doing well. I see you live in the West Palm Beach area. Well, I'm down there sometimes, but I'm mostly in Orlando. Sometimes in West Palm, sometimes I'm down in Miami. I tend to float around. I live up in Jensen Beach, and isn't the weather this time of year fucking perfect? Well, Florida pretty much is paradise. I traveled all over the world, but you know what? There is no place like home. He says, anyway, I'm writing you because I have another success story I would like to share if you'd like. Well, I love good success stories. It's rewarding for me having gone through all the shit that I went through to learn this stuff and been applying these things for pretty much all of my adult life. And then having somebody like this particular guy, he's been studying what I teach for a year and a half. And that short year and a half period, he gets to have the kind of experience where he's walking down the street with a woman that knocks his socks off. And everybody looks, every man, every woman looks, checks the girlfriend out and they look at him and they go, I don't get it. What's she deal with that dude? That is so great for your confidence and I think every guy should experience it. And you can if you apply the things that I teach. So he says, I've read the book now 17 times and I discovered your work during my last breakup in my last relationship. Let's just say I was one of the 97% and that was about a year and a half ago when I found you. Again, the things that I teach, it's not 
a quick fix. And what typically happens when the average person breaks up, like I remember back to when I was married and I, I mean the whole thing, the whole reason why I got married in the first place was because I was fearful that if I ended my relationship because she was – my ex-wife was the best girlfriend that I would ever had at that point in my life and she just loved me for me, me being me. And I thought, man, all the times I've gotten rejected and screwed things up with girls I really like and I have this girl that just me being me, she's crazy about me. And it was easy. And it was easy to be with her and we had a lot of fun together. She was a great girl but deep down, I knew something was missing. And that's what most people experience not only in their relationships, they experience that in their careers or their business or their peer groups or their quality of life. And they tell themselves a story like, well, okay, well, you can't expect to be perfect. You can't expect to have what you want. You can't expect this. You can't. And they tell themselves a story. Or they start going for the things that they want and they get burned a few times and then they just stay with somebody who's not what they really want but it's like everybody's looking for that quick fix. They have a breakup. I got to find somebody new right away. But it's like they don't really do anything to improve themselves. And the average person, especially for guys, when it comes to dating, it's like throwing darts in a blizzard. They just hope something will stick or somebody will stick around. It's like when most people go through challenges. I was, I was having lunch today with my CPA and we were talking about the history because obviously he knows my business and he looks at the numbers. He's like, wow, this has really turned into a great business. I said, yeah, I was a motherfucker to get here though. And we were talking about perseverance and how most people when things get hard especially if they go through a difficult time for a couple of years it's like everybody wants to get back into their comfort zone what feels normal remember people will do more to avoid pain than they'll do to gain pleasure and when you're outside of your comfort zone, like you know relationship wise when i was in my mid-20s fearing that i'd never find somebody better or that the next person that came along would be worse than the one i got and then i'd be regretting gee well i should have stayed with so and so and that's the lie that you tell yourself because it's the unknown. What if you never meet anybody else? What if you never get a job that's just as good as that one? What if the next place you go to work at, you work with a bunch of assholes and you're really screwed? And people tell themselves those things because they're so afraid of the unzo- unknown. And one of the things that, that Tony Robbins said that I always thought was really powerful, he says your comfort zone is where you're most uncomfortable. Because when you're doing things and it's uncomfortable, you're fearful, you're worried about things not working out, you're stretching outside of what feels normal and going and and taking actions in your life and you don't know how it's going to work out. It could work out in your favor. It might not. You might find somebody better. You might not. But the only way you're going to get better in life is if you're constantly like Tony has this acronym that I love. It's called Kanai, constant and never-ending improvement. And just like what I shared in the quote at the beginning of the video, the idea is when something falls apart, the reason things dissolve in your life is because in a lot of times for a lot of people, unless those relationships or those careers or the businesses that they're involved in, unless those things dissolve nothing will change in their lives and that's life's way of when something dissolves in your life it's just because something better is going to come down the road but you got to work on yourself you got to learn skills that you didn't know you got to acquire new knowledge 
It's like one of the things Einstein said. Thinking creates problems that the same kind of thinking will not solve. And this particular guy realized, you know, my approach to relationships just ain't working. And he set out to find an answer. And that's obviously what led him to my work. Started watching videos, started reading the book, started slowly applying these things. I mean, this guy spent a year and a half of his life religiously watching videos, reading the book, going out on dates, asking women out, and seeing for himself that the things that I talk about and teach are reality. So it wasn't a quick fix. It was something that took time. But it's like how many people are willing – that's one of the things that was so shocking to me when I got – when I wrote my first book. I was saying this is so great. This, this is such powerful information and I know how it's transformed my life. Every guy on the planet will want to read this. But it didn't happen. It didn't take off. I had people left and right going, oh, dude, that, you know, well, your book didn't take off, so you might as well go do something else. Write a different book about something else. I was like, no, this is so important. This will make a major difference in the world. And everybody was like, you're crazy. That'll never work out. You're wasting your time. Even people that were really close to me, they didn't say it at the time, but to themselves, they were thinking, Corey's fucking lost it. He, he's nuts. This shit's never going to work, work out. Even my CPA we were talking about, he said, yeah, when you first told me what you were doing and, and you were struggling over those couple of years, it was like, I was thinking, that's nah, probably not going to work out. He's like, but you persevered with it. And that's what successful people do. Even the original Rockefeller said the one thing that is more important to success, your personal success in life, is the quality of perseverance. He says it overcomes everything, even nature. And most people give up. Things get difficult or they're struggling for a few years. Things don't work out the way they want. And they look for something to get themselves back into their comfort zone, which is really just an excuse for mediocrity. Because if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to continue to get what you've always gotten. This guy, what did he do? He trusted and he followed and he applied and he got better. He says, here's one of my favorite success stories. Keep in mind, since I've discovered your work, I've been on several successful dates with some pearls, beautiful ass women and with most have closed the dates by competing in the indoor Olympics. Hang out, have fun, hook up. A man's job is to create an opportunity for sex to happen. It's that simple. Most guys get into these situations. They start thinking, well, is this going to turn a relationship? This, you know, what are our kids going to look like? And you're thinking all these things in the first date. And so they're totally not in the present moment on the date. They're thinking about the future, what may or may not happen in the future. And then women can tell something's a little off. That the guy's – something's going on in his mind. It weirds women out sometimes. And it's totally counterproductive to you being successful. Whereas if you just focus on the present moment – and asking questions and enjoying the experience, enjoying getting to know somebody, enjoying asking them the kind of questions that they would enjoy answering. I mean if you're out on a date with somebody that looks good but you can't stand the sound of their voice or they're boring, you're wasting your fucking time. The idea is to find somebody that's excited to be with you and the reality is most people are not going to be really super excited to date you the ones that you feel the same way about. 
I mean, think about it from a perspective. I mean, how often do you meet a new best friend? It's not something that happens every day. And if you think about over the course of your life, the people that you've had the best friendships with, typically you just met and you clicked right away. And it's like there was something familiar about that person. He had similar goals, similar values. It was easy to be with them. But you're not going to have that kind of connection with every single person that you meet. It's very rare that you have that kind of connection with somebody like that. And to me, what I've learned in my own life and all the spiritual traditions I've been studying my whole life is that those are meant to be. And you can see the synchronicity in those events, especially the older you get, and you can look back on that. So just because the perfect person hasn't shown up yet in your life doesn't mean that they're not going to come along tomorrow or six months or a year. I mean this guy, a year and a half before somebody that knocks his socks off walked into his life and he was able to start dating her. But how many people – I mean I get emails all the time. There's an email in a couple of weeks I'm going to do a video on of a woman who's kind of in that bouncing back and forth between this guy that deep down she knows he's not right for her. But he checks so many of her boxes of what she wants in a guy but there's several things that are really important to her that this guy just can't give to her. But she's like, we have a great time but the sex isn't that great. And so – the only way you're going to get what you want is if you don't settle and sometimes you have to let things go that are good in order to have something that's really great and really spectacular. And that's what I, I did with my first wife. She was a great girl but I knew I wanted more passion. I wanted a deeper level of connection and it took me – I mean I we got – we split up in 97 and it wasn't until 2001. It was four years before I really learned enough and clicked with somebody that I was able to have. I mean I was 31 years old. First time I got to experience love at first sight and being in a relationship with somebody that felt the same way about me. And I had a couple of women that I dated after I split up with my wife but I still screwed those up because I hadn't learned enough yet. But I kept plugging along because going through a divorce, like when you've gone through something that's that painful and that unpleasant and expensive, you're like – I don't want to do that shit again. I wouldn't w- wish divorce on anybody. It's not a pleasant experience even if you've been married for a short period of time, even if you don't have any kids with that person. And the more your financial lives are intertwined, the more you have kids and or you have businesses together, the more the attorneys salivate and they want to just get in there and stir that shit up and milk it for everything that it's worth. He says, keep in mind, since I've discovered your work, I've been on several successful dates with pearls, some pearls, beautiful ass women, and most have closed the dates by competing in the indoor Olympics. My intentions are good, and like you said, the more you date, the closer you'll come to finding someone who just knocks your fucking socks off. And what you got to understand is about all those women that he dated before he met this one that knocks his socks off, they were preparing him because that kind of person that knocks your socks off, you got to have your emotional center. You got to have emotional self-control. You got to be congruent in your purpose and you got to have good dating skills. And if your dating skills suck, what do you think is going to happen when you meet a girl that knocks your fucking socks off? You're going to fumble the fucking football. 
And like I said, this it took a year and a half after his breakup till he met somebody that knocked his socks off. And you think about that. And that's what I found in my own life. It's usually a year and a half, two, three years in between one really great relationship ending and before the next really super spectacular person comes along. If you're perpetually screwing those opportunities up and you only get two or three dates before they blow you off, that fucking sucks. Because not only are they much harder to get over, you're waiting a year, year and a half before the next one comes along. And it's really hard to learn when you don't get past the second or third date. Like this guy, he dated some really amazing women. They weren't everything that he wanted, but that improved his experience. Repetition is the mother of skill. And that's how he got better. Every woman that he dated before this woman, including the ex, the painful breakup with the ex that led him to my work, they were all preparing him for this moment. But what did he do? It's just like any really super successful professional athlete does. Try to get a little better each day and that's what he did. And he says, recently I have found someone who totally knocks my socks off. I've been dating this drop-dead gorgeous, beautiful brunette lately. No labels. I love women with dark hair. Just, mm, I'm with you there, dude. I'll let her decide when to bring that topic up. Smart. I'm just having fun. I'm enjoying this ride. However, this girl is a type of girl that when she goes out in public, men with her wives have to do double takes. And that's so great for your confidence. It makes you feel like literally like Superman. Like you can do everything. When you're you're walking through a mall or you're walking down the street or you're at a party and you just see how everybody looks at your girl. And if she's beautiful and on top of her being beautiful, if she's totally head over heels in love with you, she becomes even more attractive. She secretes even more estrogen which makes her even more desirable to other men. When other people see that, it's oh – God, it does so much for your self-confidence. It makes you work harder at your career. It makes you work harder at your business. It makes you more efficient. It makes you want to take better care of your body. It makes you want to be a better human being for the other person. It's nothing like love. He says, it's amazing. Since the time we've been dating, we've been having the best times no drama, no games whatsoever. Just enjoying each other's company, having fun all the time. Hang out, have fun, hook up. Pretty simple formula, but most people don't get that. They're focused on things that are that get in the way of having fun and living in the moment. He says it's like we're becoming best friends. Again, it's like what I teach in my book. I mean it's right out of Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, asking questions. It's the best way to create rapport with another human being. If you're fascinated by somebody, you're going to want to know everything about them. When you're really fascinated by them and you're curious and you're inquisitive and you're asking them the kind of questions that they would enjoy, think about it. Who asked them those kinds of questions? family and really close friends, right? So you go out on a first date and you're asking them the kind of things that somebody really close to them would ask. It it creates rapport and aligns them with you in a very short period of time. It really makes them feel like you care about them. 
Because everything human beings do, just like I talk about in my book, one of two things. They're either trying to get love or they're trying to give love. He says, until yesterday, she told me something that just made me want to yell, yippee fucking Kaye. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. You ever see the Bruce Willis, what was it, Die Hard? Great movies. She told me, and Bruce Willis is another one. He always plays an alpha male. You know, I've never seen Bruce Willis in a beta male role ever. He's a guy's guy. And he's like that in real life as well. He doesn't take shit from anybody. Remember what Steve McQueen said. I live for myself and I answer to nobody. She told me, there's just something different about you. I don't know what it is, but I love it. Isn't that amazing? Just doing things that come naturally like I teach in my book. It's a scientific fact that women are more attracted to men whose feelings are unclear. And if she's doing most of the talking, she has to work to get to know him. And just like cats that are curious. As long as cats are curious and there's something to discover, they don't leave your side. But when they get bored, they tend to leave. That's why you let them leave. They'll be back. And if they don't come back, well, then you don't want to be with them anyways. He says, I wanted to say it's because I'm James Bond, baby, so badly. You should have. Why not? The reason why is because I read your book 17 times and I watch your videos and what you teach is truly priceless. Tools I'll use for the rest of my life. So thank you so much. That's awesome, dude. Good for you. I'm really happy. This is your birthright. This is the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be spectacular. But spectacular doesn't happen by accident. Spectacular happens on purpose because you fucking make it happen. By learning knowledge that you didn't know before and applying that knowledge and preparing yourself. He did that. He realized that the approach that he was taking to his personal life was not working. Then he sought knowledge. He found that knowledge, obviously my book and my videos, my website, started applying it, became better at applying that knowledge. Anyone who was least expecting it, boom, a spectacular woman showed up in his life right on time and he was prepared. Why? Because he read the book 17 times. His email is easy and effortless and he had plenty of women that he went out and dated that were beautiful and really cool in their own way. And I'm sure there were probably plenty that he'd made mistakes with. And those are the ones you want to make mistakes with because you don't want to make mistakes with a girl like this because they don't come along every day. That's why I say it all the time. Repetition is a mother of skill. You got excellence. It's like Aristotle said. Excellence is not a singular act. It's a habit. You are what you do repeatedly. So trust the process. Trust what's in the book and apply it relentlessly day in and day out. This guy, a year and a half, he's been through the book 17 times. I talk to guys sometimes that have been following me for two years and they barely got through the book once. And they're perplexed about why they're struggling so much. Well, I watch your videos all the time. I was like, you got to learn the fundamentals, dude. It's like going to a class in college and saying, I don't need no stinking book. I just go to the lectures and then show up for the test. You're going to be flunking out pretty quick if you do that bullshit. Definitely something to think about. ABP, always be prepared. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen 
and book whichever coaching option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.